and, and then they saw me in a bra, and that was exactly. it. What's going on, Pearl Jam nerds? You are listening to Single Podcast Theory. I'm Brad Lyons. And I'm Brad Blazek. Episode 139. Yeah. Mm. We're going to talk about the 2017 Tin Club singles. Yes, that came out like three months ago. Right. And let's just go ahead and get this out of the way. We're an all Pearl Jam podcast if you've never listened to us before. Uh, we talk about all things Pearl Jam, talk about individual records, individual songs, talk about live shows, all kinds of stuff. Other bands connected to them in a in a kind of more direct way, their side projects, all that kind of stuff. And we're just two bros that love Pearl Jam. <laughs> we don't know more than anyone else. It's not one of those shows where you come to listen to us give you Pearl Jam information. Um, excuse me, Brad Lyons. <laughs> that album came out in 1991, not 92. Exactly. Yeah, that's no, not, not this place. We don't do that. I mean... You can probably find that. I realize there there are three new Pearl Jam podcasts this week that I had never heard of. That's cool. One is, I guess, not technically just Pearl Jam, but it's like the big four of Pearl Jam. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they're just like, man, what are we up to? Like 10 now? 10. 10 Pearl Jam podcasts? Oh, right. I don't even know, dude. It's pretty just, awesome. Yeah, it's yeah. No, there's quite a few. Anyway, so this is more about, we talk about stuff and it's kind of an ongoing conversation. We're lucky to have a lot of listeners that we can always rely on um, writing in and filling in the holes on anything we might have missed or correcting us. It's it's just a big conversation. So that's what we do. And then we get goofy and ramble sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now that's out of the way, how you doing, man? <laughs> I'm pretty good. Good. How are you? How's your week been? Is it more COVID craziness? Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I think I'm a little settled into it. I think um, yeah. as much as you kind of can be. I think everything's cool. I just think, and I don't, you know, you're probably like me. I'm kind of tired of hearing about it all the time. Yeah, and, totally. Uh, kind of tired of talking about it, too, in a yeah, way. All right. No, no, no I'm not saying like, hey, assholes. No, you're right. I don't No, I know. I know. I'm just saying uh, I don't want to talk about it either. But I will say this. Um, it's interesting. You know, right when they're loosening stuff up here, restrictions and everything, is when, of course, that's when it's hitting here. Like, mm-hmm. I, I saw an article. This was a couple of days ago, but they uh, had started sending the first patients from Montgomery, which is like an hour and a half south of Birmingham, because their hospitals were full, and so they're sending patients up to Birmingham. I'm like, oh, awesome. That's great. Hasn't even like really <laughs> hit here yet. And yeah. we're already taking in, you know, 
which everyone I want everyone to get taken care of. I don't mean that, but it's like really this is is this the time to I don't know. I guess maybe there's nothing you can do about it either. It's so fucking weird to think about something that you don't know anything about kind of <laughs> yeah. all day long, you know? Yeah. Anyway. The only thing I would suggest is just keep, you know, keep doing the basic things like the washing your hands all the time and the social distancing, even though some state, like Tennessee is like, you know, lightly opening back up. Mm-hmm. And the bad thing is like that, has given everybody most people around here like oh it's over we can all just go out and go to walmart now right and we don't need masks and we can just right stand right next to people and right. I'm, I'm just like no that that's not what this means so we'll see it's gonna be interesting the next couple of weeks to see what what happens i'll tell you what man i i've just given over to just downloading way too many video games on my phone <laughs> that's my 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 sugar intake and my amount of video games played on my phone is a direct correlation to my mental health <laughs> yeah yeah no i'm actually doing pretty good but uh i good. have been man i found this new tower defense game well it's probably not new it's probably been out forever but uh i can't stop playing it dude all i do this is all i do i go to work listen to podcasts in the truck which uh side note there's one i think did i text you about this wind of change the scorpions podcast no or have you heard of this no dude it's awesome you have got to listen to it but i'm, it's li- not I'm like whistling Scorp- in my head right now dude yes yeah it's that song it's not a scorpions like fan it's not like single scorpion podcast theory mm. it's a journalist that heard from a cia buddy of his that the song wind of change was written by the cia to help bring the wall down Interesting. and he goes on a journey he goes on a deep motherfucking dive trying to find out if that's true or not and so it's like the scorpions aren't even like the main like that's subject a, of right of this thing. And again, it's not like Scorpion's fan podcast. It's just like this. It, dude, this would be an amazing documentary, like a Netflix thing. Because he talks to like um, other CIA agents. Um, he talks to like, you know who Doc McGee is? Yeah. The manager? He Because, yeah, he was their manager um, at the time. And he they do like a whole episode on Doc McGee. Doc McGee was like a fucking drug smuggler before he got into the music business and like worked with Manuel Noriega, that kind of drug smuggler. And they do a whole like background episode on him. And then they do a whole episode on, do you remember the Moscow Peace Music Festival? I do. Like it was 1989. You do? Yeah. They do like a whole episode on that. And they talked to Snake Sabo from Skid Row. I mean, it's like, it's it's a really, it was super fucking interesting. That's the whole cool. thing. It's like six or seven episodes. You said it's a podcast um, or a show? It's a podcast. It's a podcast. Okay, cool. Um, What's it called? It's, it's called Sp- Winds of Change? It's called Wind of Change, yeah. Wind of Change, okay. It's on Spotify. Like, every single episode is available on Spotify. Or if you use, like, Apple Podcasts, they're only releasing them, like, once a week. Okay. 
but I was like riveted from the first episode and I listened to the whole thing like in two days because I just got, I got kind of got lucky. I had deliveries that were like 90 minutes one way. So I like knocked wow. out like three and a half episodes in one day and then listened to the rest. That's the some, uh, that's some real prime P casting listening time there. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's hard to listen to them when, you know, these deliveries are like 10 and 15 minutes between each other. But I'm like, holy shit, I'm driving to Clarksville and back. I can listen to, I can knock out like three of these 45 minute episodes. So, right on. I'll just check that out. But anyway, that's all, that's all I've been doing is going to work, listening to podcasts. And then I come home and I just like go to Discogs and just like look up every single record that I want. And there's like a hundred different versions of all these different records and the yeah. prices are totally crazy and some of them are colored and some of them are box sets and some of them are like 40 dollars $40, and some are like three dollars and i'm like what's the difference right and that's like all i do is go through uh discogs looking for records yeah we sell stuff on discogs it's kind of crazy who's we the the recording botwell studios does oh really yeah oh man there's, that, there's a whole room. The room that I record acoustic guitars in and sometimes vocals is just like a one whole wall is just vinyl. But, oh, I guess I'd never been in there. Yeah. You have to check it out. I could save on time. shipping. I could just buy a bunch and then next time I come down, they'll be waiting for me. There you go. <laughs> you could, man. Yeah, I dude, I'm like obsessed now. I know, and I've been—I don't know, I, you know, <laughs> I, I, I know. All I do. The little bit of time I spend on Instagram, it tells me all I need to know about where you are with vinyl. <laughs> it's wild, right? Yeah, I just can't, I can't, I can't help it. It's fun though. I've been—I would love it. I love listening to these these records. That's cool, man. I'm glad you're into it. So, it's expensive though. Like I—I I don't buy them. <laughs> that's the thing i don't buy them i just look at all of them oh yeah it's like me with gear i just i literally yeah. at night will lay down yeah, with my yeah. phone like i shouldn't do <laughs> and i just go straight to like even places that i don't even buy stuff from necessarily like i don't know there's all these uh, audio warehouse apps or even like the Sweetwater app or whatever mm-hmm. and i just like go to studio recording gear 500 series eqs and just like lay there and just look, scroll <laughs> joylessly at all these yeah. pieces of gear that are just out of my financial reach. And yeah. you know what I mean? Just kind of drool yeah. over it. But no, I know. But I never buy it. I don't go get credit right. cards and buy yeah. all the shit and all that kind of stuff. But I definitely lust over it. I did buy. Uh, did you Did you ever get your Gigaton vinyl? Oh, yeah. I meant to mention that last oh, sweet. week. Sweet. Dude. I'm gonna spend some time with that. It's nice, on isn't vinyl. it? Yeah, hell yeah. yeah! Huge shout out to Jesse from the porch. She heard me rambling about how I had, you know, wasn't able to. Uh, it didn't work out for me to grab that pre-order, and she just sent me a copy, which is fucking awesome. Because now she uh, she owns a record store. Yeah. So I bought a couple records from her, some like used ones. Like cheap, cheap ones. I, I would like you to try. I'll give you like three guesses. What do you think I bought? Uh, some Beatles. Uh, okay. There's That's one. Okay. 
What did you buy? Beatles. Hmm. That was just a good. Did you did you buy any new Pearl Jam? Nope, it's no. not new. Uh, it's it's used. It's old. It's something old. But is it Pearl Jam? No. Okay. Cool. Uh, all right. Get them out of there, dude. I have no idea. I have no idea. Come on. I'll give you one more. One more guess. Uh. <laughs> Nirvana. <laughs> Barry Manilow's greatest hits. Uh, yeah, I was gonna guess that one. <laughs> That was my third guess. <laughs> yeah, I could hear it on the tip of your tongue. I was going, just, I was like, is it Barry Manilow or Bette Midler? Barry Manilow or <laughs> Bette Midler? <laughs> Where do you fall on uh, on old Barry? He's a great songwriter. It's not my bag. <laughs> okay, but you know, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, he oh, doesn't yeah. look like a real. I mean, he looks like a mannequin. He looks like an yeah. early prototype, like robot. Uh, thing to me he's always seemed super weird like disney world's hall of presidents he'd fit right in yeah yeah or like there's yeah or like he's really the world's first cyborg and we none of us know it yet like he's <laughs> yeah. just a it's a crudely made mechanical because it seems like his body i never see him move it feels like <laughs> I feel like he's always just in place wherever he is, and it's just yeah. like kind of his head. And yeah, he's playing piano. His fingers. He's behind a piano, so it's yeah. just his fingers moving. Yeah, it just always seemed real suspect to me, you know, yeah. in general. So yeah, I don't. Well, the, you know, I like the artists I listen to to freak me out, you know, but just not in that way. <laughs> oh, he's the. <laughs> oh, did you? Did I send you that popcorn face man? Yeah, I don't know what that was. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you watched it like at midnight when I sent it because it, it it's like no you know what dude I was a, there is a time there's a time and place to be watching that it was so funny because I was up and as of late I was up past my bedtime I haven't been up mm -hmm. to midnight in a while and uh, and I remember thinking like I wonder if Brad's up I was like no nah, he's not up thinking about texting you and then. And then, sure enough, I look, and there's a notification from Brad Blazik. Brad Blazik. I was like, oh, maybe it's like a sign. Maybe he's up late. He can't sleep. Maybe he'll chat or something. And I saw that text, and I saw the thumbnail, and I was like, I'm not dealing with this right now. And I just put my phone down. And I didn't look at it until the next day. This morning. Yeah, this morning. And I was like, yep, just what I thought. Now that we've spent five minutes talking about something that nobody knows what it is, I'll post it. I'll post it on. Uh, I'll post it on the socials. Yeah, it's super weird. It's basically a, a guy with like a mask made of popcorn. <laughs> it's just. It's very very odd. Yeah, it's real weird. But anyway, if you'd like to email the show, the email address is singlepodcasttheory at gmail dot com. We're on social media. And if you'd like to support the show, head on over to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash single podcast theory for all of that information. And with that, should we get into emails? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Who's going first today? I am going first with a thought on the recent episode, the Seattle, what was it, Mural, Mural, Mural Amphitheater? Amphitheater. This is from Michael A. Hola, Braddy Brad. Have you ever had an episode where you you could you you kind of you you could you you kind of you 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 want you want you you had a 
you 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 had a when you 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 feel like you 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 feel like you nailed it well seattle (laughs) i followed along with all that and you didn't miss a fucking you or (laughs) kinda or um when any of the repetitive words right you nailed it I'm proud of myself too. I didn't crack. I I almost started laughing. I'm proud of you and Michael A. I'm proud of Michael A. for writing that, writing that Mm -hmm. so beautifully, and then your performance of it. Right, it was like you guys were meant for each other in a way. Mm -hmm. Um, He says Seattle was that episode. Really enjoyed listening and laughing with you guys as I do every week. The podcast has become a weekly highlight for me. Wishing Brad be a belated happy birthday. We're one day apart. And hoping you and your families are still hanging in there and staying healthy. Have a great weekend, Michael. Thanks, Thanks Michael. Michael. Appreciate it. All right. We've got Devin. He's written into the show many times before. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, gents, hope you all are well during these heavy times. I'm just now getting back into the pod, but looking forward to catching up. My dad passed away on St. Patrick's Day. I'm not okay, but that in and of itself is okay. The guy did it all, including flying to London for Cream's reunion show about 20 years ago with my mom because live music was his favorite thing. We watched a full Clapton and Santana concert the night before he departed, so that gives me some solace. He went out on his own jams. Life or death in this case happens. It's all about how I react to it. Here's to keeping our collective chins up. Work is really intense, so to avoid massive carpal tunnel and shoulder pain, I'll keep this short. Gigaton is great. I've listened to it more as a new album than anything since Yield. Wearing it out and loving every second. Bulls, Doc, Jordan, Vetter, Present Tense, Lions. You watched all those, right? So damn good. I have not watched that doc yet. Oh, dude. It's It's, on my growing list. It's amazing. Yeah, I can't wait to watch it. I'm actually really shocked that I haven't watched it, to be honest with you. I'm a little bit ashamed of myself, because mm-hmm. that was Me all... Too. I mean, Me too. That was just part of being a 90s kid in, in mm-hmm. Birmingham, Alabama, was that my team was the fucking Bulls. Like, yeah. Everyone that had... Well... I, you know, didn't have a team from their state or whatever, but... Mm-hmm. Were you well, and I lived, I mean, I lived up there during all that. Right. I lived like, like just outside of Chicago. So that was like, we were in it and it was, it was awesome. It was crazy watching this documentary because it's like, I remember all those games. I remember watching Jordan, you know, and right. then, um, spoiler, spoiler alert. There's a, a scene at the end where they, they use the music from present tense. I heard about that. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Because one of my favorite, favorite memories, concert memories, is seeing Pearl Jam play Present Tense in 1998 at the United Center. That's awesome. Pretty, like, insane. So, because I kind of thought they were going to use Given to Fly. Right. Because, you know, it's Air Jordan and that kind of thing. Right. They use Present Tense, and I was, like, blown away. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, I'm going to, I will watch it tonight, actually. Well, it's 10 hours long, by the way. Oh, I knew it was multiple episodes. I didn't realize it's 10 hours. (laughs) Well, it's 10 
hour-long episodes with commercials. So ah, gotcha, 40, gotcha. 44 minutes okay, well, I'll each be or watching, something. I'll be watching it throughout the week then. <laughs> there you go. We can talk about it. <laughs> it's good, though. It's cool. Let's see here. He also says, COVID is no joke. My wife and I both had it and have since recovered. I was just tired for about 10 days, but things were pretty touch and go for my wife for a while. Needless to say, I don't think folks are overreacting. Kept all of our Pearl Jam tickets. Bridgestone 2021, bitches. Thanks for the mental boost y'all provide, Dev. Well, there was a lot in that email. First of all, (laughs) good to hear from you again. Uh, Second, I'm sure that I can speak for both Brads in saying... I'm sorry about your father. And uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's that shitty thing. It's like, I am sorry, but yeah, there's nothing totally. I can say either. <laughs> yeah. Like really helps, yeah. but yeah, um, we'll be thinking about you. No, sure. I just, I loved, I loved hearing that he was a live music person. Yeah, you for know? sure. Because I'm like, yeah, that's me too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So, and the fact that he flew to London, like I think they're, I think, Dev is from Indiana. Um, so if they flew from here to over over to London to, for Cream's reunion show, I'm like, this dude was hardcore. That's a big That's deal. That's awesome. Yeah, you know? for sure. Man, well, and also, I'm so glad that you and your wife recovered and everything. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's... That kind of that shocked me. Because I don't, I don't... Do you know anyone that's had it? Not yet, no. I, I mean I don't I don't know anyone that's had it, especially where we live. I think there's like twelve cases total in this county that you know, you know of. So problem is there's well, yeah. zero testing going on, but yeah, well, yeah, you know what I mean. But it's just like whoa, I, I didn't know I haven't known anyone that had it. So I'm glad I'm glad they're both okay. Yeah, I don't know of anyone. It'll be. Uh... Interesting to see what happens here in Alabama now that it's the cases seem to be kind of ramping up a little bit more. But yeah, man, and yes, I can't wait for Bridgestone 2021. Mm-hmm. I hope it's Bridgestone yeah. 2021. I hope yeah. it's not going to be like Bridgestone 2025. Yeah, virtu- yeah. virtual edition. <laughs> yeah. Where you stream the concert? <laughs> they're they're in a venue and they just stream. They travel to empty venues. Yeah. And just stream concerts. Well, there's um, I, I don't know if I texted you this or not, but um, are you? Do you know Toby Mac? Have you ever like worked with him or anything? Yeah. Why? Have you? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I back in the day, was, we all ran in the same circles. Yeah. 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 Okay. I wasn't sure if it was you or Clint or both of you, but he's playing about forty minutes from me, like in a week or two at a drive-in movie theater. Yeah, a lot of people are doing that. And I when when I heard that name, I'm like, I kind of know who he is, but I could have swore that you or Clint had talked about back in the day, like like you said, running in those circles. But yeah. I'm like, I don't give a shit about Toby Mac. But sure. I'm like, what if what if we get some other concerts over here? Like that would be kind of cool, <laughs> Just right. something different, you know? I think things but are definitely again, have to change in that area for sure. Yeah. I mean, 99% of the bands I listen to, I don't want to watch them play from my car at a drive-in. You know what I mean? No. It's not that kind of music. You want to be... Yeah, it's the the vibe, Sorry. the experience of yeah. it. Yeah. You're, you're so, all right? 
Yeah, I just heard something. I didn't know if that was thunder or like a car pulling up. Oh, okay. It just was really loud. All right. Well, I'm glad you're okay. Yeah. <laughs> and you literally just like in the middle of the sentence just I I disappeared. I, was, well, I was like, what is that? But I could still hear all the background noise. I was like, oh, my God. Did he just <laughs> literally disappear? Yes. <laughs> Brad just vanished. Yeah, bye. Later. Yeah, it was like uh, I've been watching Lost. I just had like a time flash Ooh, like when the island is, I should when the start island watching is that. jumping around in time. Yeah, you should. No, there's too many things. We just talked about another thing that I haven't watched. <laughs> so I'm not going to go back and watch a so series have, that have I've watched <laughs> like six times in its entirety. You have 10 hours of the Bulls documentary to go through. I know. You have six and a half, seven hours of the Scorpions podcast. Okay, to okay. Go okay. And then you're lost. overwhelming me. <laughs> all right who do we have next thanks again Devin. uh karen karen hey brads thanks for keeping us all going during these wacky times the mural amphitheater was a great choice to cover oh my god look at those guys so young so innocent just a bunch of cute dirty hippies about to embark on the ride of their lives hashtag swoon uh, I was not at this mural amphitheater Pearl Jam show. I was at college, or more more precisely, at home in Oregon during summer break from college. I consider myself a fairly OG Pearl Jam fan, but I don't even know anyone who was at this show. This was a full year and month before dropping the park, right around the same time that The End, the alternative radio station, started up, and less than a week before 10 was released. These were early days, my friends. But I am plenty familiar with the venue. It's just a grassy knoll with a stage in Seattle Center, Seattle's version of Central Park, where the Space Needle and EMP are, and, uh, oh, end point of the monorail, home of the famous Seattle Fountain, Bumbershoot, and Folklife Summer Festivals, and a summer concert series, and Memorial Coliseum Stadium. There's no real backstage or anything, but this venue was played by just about every important or self-important Seattle band I ever loved, and then some. Lazy Susan, Goodness, Green Apple Quickstep, Sweetwater, The Presidents, and a million others. It was one of a dozen stages during festivals, always free or included since, there, uh, since there's no way to section it off. The end point of the AIDS walk and similar events, the heart of Seattle. Not a place you play at night, uh, because there's no lights, just a stage in a park. I love hearing your voices each week. Thank you. Grasp what you can, Karen. That's awesome. Thanks, Karen. So now that she's described that place, I've totally been there. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Cool. It's cool. I love Seattle, man. I feel like at one point in the video, you could see like a carnival behind the stage. Like, I wonder if there was, like, a carnival going on. Probably. But, yeah, this reminds me of, like, Taste of Chicago. What's that? That is. That's, like, um, Grant Park is, like, the big park right downtown by the lake. Mm -hmm. There's a big fountain there. And they have this thing where, like, there's, like, a thousand booths set up, and it's, like, all the restaurants come out and have their, like, have food set up. Man, that is that is a lot of booths. <laughs> Dude, Grant Park is where we walked around with Silly Silly Salmon. Yeah. Silly Sammy? What was that dude's name? Silly Salmon. That was that's like around that's like where Taste Chicago takes place. All gotcha. up and down that strip. Okay, cool. Silly salmon. Silly salmon, bro. 
What did he do? What was it? He he lost his phone. He threw his yeah. phone in the lake. Oh, I don't know. He was so gone. Yeah, so drunk. <laughs> Uh, yeah, if, if some of you guys might not remember, this is a uh, character we ran into during the <laughs> Chicago trip for the the Wrigley shows in 2018. Some guy just yelling silly salmon at us. <laughs> <laughs> there was a portalette involved know. somehow. I don't remember how, yeah, but I was in it. Yeah, I was you in, were in the portal potty yeah. listening to this this guy yeah. talking to you and Kate. And I could hear, I could just hear the like, uh, like disgust and surprise in your voice. And then like Kate was just trying to like calm everything down. Right. And I was like, I'm not coming out of here. <laughs> I'd rather Stay sit in, in a gross <laughs> ass yes. fucking yeah. portalette. <laughs> That's brutal, dude. I would have, I'm out. It was rough. Yeah. All right, well, glad we... Thank you, Karen. Yeah, ended her email on that note. Uh, <laughs> we also wanted to mention that um, we got we another... Got a very special email. Yeah, there was another donation made to Music Cares in honor of the show from our longtime friend of the show, Tom Leahy. So, again... I mean, I didn't know what to say last time you did it, and now you've done yeah, it again. So yeah. I really don't know what it's to very say humbling, now. Humbling, and we really, really appreciate it. And um, yeah, that's I enjoy that. Like, I love that there's these people that will give to the show directly, you know. Mm-hmm. And then there's yeah. stuff like this that means just as much, if not more, in some ways to me. You know what I mean? Just yeah, totally. Uh, that money is going somewhere for a good cause. Yeah. Uh, especially at this time in America and the world. Yeah, for sure. Should you, <laughs> I sound like a douchebag saying just America, right? Yeah, it is the, like the whole no, world. You're correct. Yeah. It's the whole world. No, I know what you mean, though. <laughs> uh, and if you guys don't know, Music Cares is a an organization run by the Grammys, and it's there to help musicians that can't working musicians industry musicians however you want to say it uh that can't get the help they need financially for things like treatment for substance abuse or depression anxiety all that kind of stuff um and they were a huge help to me because when i needed to go to treatment for anxiety depression and alcohol I had half of the treatment covered by my health insurance, which I was really lucky just in that. But then they came in and paid the remaining half uh, and completely covered my bills, which was a huge game changer for me. So that's what that company is and why, you know, it's important to, to me and to the show and all that kind of stuff. So, Thanks again, Tom. We really, really appreciate it. Totally. Thank you, Tom. Yeah, man. All right. Any more emails? Are we good on the email front? No, we're good on the emails right now. Okay. Are we missing anything else? I don't think so. Your your tropical audio <laughs> backdrop is kind of lulling me to sleep as we do this yeah, interview. Me too. I know. Episode. Just listen to it. Yeah. 
It's a quiet storm once again. Coming up, Barry White. Coming at you. <laughs> now I just sound creepy. Do your I'm best. Trying to get the sexy I'm trying voice. Trying to get the low. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, not sexy. I don't want to hear that. But just kind of <laughs> low voice. Yeah. <laughs> hey, SPT listeners, how you doing? Listen to that low end. <laughs> I got the low on. Ah, fuck. Oh, good job, asshole. I'll just uh, let me let me do it. <laughs> I got that low end bottom you've been looking for. Nope. Not doing no. it for me. <laughs> Is right. that like uh okay. Yeah, let's just move on. Hello, don't you think Brad, hey, don't you hey, think Brad? You brought it up. It's you been, wanted to hear it. That's true. You wanted it. You're, You're right. getting it. I'm <laughs> Oh, don't talk like don't don't never say that <laughs> to me in that voice, especially ever again. Uh how much dirty how much how dirty do you want me to get? I feel cringy and uncomfortable. Uh, I found, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. Good segue. All right. I want to say something and what? I, but I, uh, you can cut, you can cut this out. I want to, I want to make a joke, but the joke is part of the joke is you beeping out what I'm saying. Okay. Let's okay? give it a shot. So you have to go, you have to go back and edit out the, the rough parts. But, uh, I found a on my and it's been fucking killing me for the last few days. It. <laughs> Uh, okay, that doesn't sound like a joke. It just sounds like you're telling me something gross. Yeah, but that what the am joke I is that you you beep out so that the, and let the rest of the conversation go on. Okay, okay, <laughs> and maybe your reaction is your so, reaction to it is is the is the funny part. Can I give you some um some <laughs> friendly feedback? <laughs> That's not something I should May, put on. Maybe next time just do the thing mm-hmm. and then okay. where I don't know what's happening later. and then you can okay, tell me, yeah, hey, yeah. when You're I said right. right. I'm sorry. I'm I'm new to this comedy game. But you're right. You're totally right. I should have done it totally. Yeah. All right. Okay. We'll try again another time. Yeah. This is all staying though. <laughs> That's for sure. I'll think of something equally disgusting and just throw it at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> I don't even know how to get out of that. All right, so episode 139. We're going to be talking about the 2017 Ten Club Christmas singles. We've got Tom Petty's Wildflowers. And we've got Warren Zevon's Keep Me In Your Heart. Both versions done by Eddie. Uh, you want to just kind of burn down some basic information real quick? Some notes, some little notes and some notes stuff. Um, yeah, Wildflowers, like you said, is a Tom Petty cover uh, from the album, his so- second solo album called Wildflower, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, dude. <laughs> I, I, I wrote notes and then I got confused about them. Yes. The Tom Petty's second solo album, Wildflowers, which was released November of 1994, and it's the first track on the album. Great song. 
Eddie recorded it during a sound check of his 2017 European tour. I love the version. It's cool. It's it's so good. It's, it's amazing. Just a great song. And he's, you know, he's uh he's played it a bunch over the years at his solo shows. So it was cool to get a like a recorded version that's not like a shitty YouTube recording, you know. Right. Totally. Um Warren Zevon's song Keep Me in Your Heart is from his final album uh called The Wind and it's actually the last track on The Wind. Um this album was released in August of 2003. Uh and sadly Zevon passed away just 2 weeks later. Yeah, I remember that. And knowing that and listening to the lyrics is like, ooh, it's a it's rough, it's a rough listen, you know, a sad a sad listen. Yeah, it's such a simple song but it's, too. Yeah, and it's but it's an upbeat song. It's not a sad song at all. Right. Yeah, it's not done in a slow dirgy kind of <clears throat> way, for sure. But he um he like wrote and recorded the album uh shortly after he was diagnosed with uh a, a, a certain kind of cancer in his lungs. Uh, yeah, he had lung cancer. Yeah, he kept smoking the whole time. It's awful. He, he mm. it was so fun. No, I mean not funny, but I was just yeah. thought it was kind of interesting that he got diagnosed with it. And I guess maybe it was too far along. Um, but there was part of me that was like, okay, if someone, if I was that age and still a smoker, and someone said you got like two months or whatever it was. And there's nothing we can really do. We just got to make you comfortable. Right. I'd probably keep smoking, too. <laughs> yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, no. Yeah. I just remember people being like, what is he doing? He's smoking and he's got... It's like, I mean, well, I would it doesn't do matter now. I'd, I mean, I'd be shooting up. I'd be doing coke. You know what I mean? Like, fuck really? it. Really? That's... Your, maybe, your remaining maybe. time, you'd be like, okay, I've only got... I, I only have two months left. I'm going to do a bunch of dangerous drugs. <laughs> Yeah, because I've never done any of that stuff. Oh, okay. And I've always been you mean like, just like try it out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I don't mean not like, like go on a for bender two for two straight. months. Yeah. No, no. Just like just a taste, just a little, little. You know. <laughs> hey, did you hear us talk about music here, Brad? Maybe you should uh, look into <laughs> yeah, that. A little bit. Sorry, dude. Cut all that out. <laughs> no, keep I'm that joking, out. Dude. Keep the keep the on the, but cut all that out because. You know, I don't really mean that. Whatever, do dude. I? I don't know. Are you talking? <laughs> Did I hear a niner? Uh, <laughs> um. All right. Where do you want me to come back in? <laughs> I said, dude. I'm just. I'm on your ride, my friend. <laughs> oh boy. All right. Well, uh, I don't know much about Warren Zevon. I love Tom Petty. I know a lot about him, but Warren Zevon, I never really listened to that much. Um, he's one of those people that a, I totally like there, there's songs that you're just like, holy shit, man, man, what a great songwriter. I don't know that I love a lot of his stuff and it doesn't yeah speak to me in the same way certain song, singer songwriters of his kind, I guess his stripe. I don't know right. how you want to say it. Um, but definitely I think was in as far as songwriting goes well his biggest 
song is probably Werewolves of London, right? right? Yeah. And and I mean, no offense, I hate that song. It's not one of my favorites. So that's, that's probably why I never like went deeper with him. Yeah. Um, but he, I, the, what I do know about him is he kind of had a sense of humor. Yeah. You know. And he was on he was on Letterman a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's kind of where I knew him from as being a guest on Letterman more than like his music. You know. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So. I bet there's a lot of people that are like that with someone like Tom Waits. Or, I mean, their yeah. music is completely different, but, you know, you'll see Tom Waits show up on a late show or something. And it's just like, you don't even have to know a lot about their music to enjoy the interview on some level. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Well, and, and speaking of <clears throat> Letterman, he was given the Mark Twain Award in 2017. And Eddie sang this Keep Me In Your Heart song at that, what do you call it? Ceremony? Would that yeah. be the right word? Mm-hmm. And he sang with your buddy, Aaron. Aaron. Right. What? Aaron Phillips. What's the guy's name? Oh, man, Brad. <laughs> God damn it. My brain. Why does my Paul brain Schaefer? shut off? Yes. But I said Aaron Schaefer, which is... Yes. Now that he's been brought up twice, now I have to say that I don't actually know the dude. He's one of Clint's best friends from childhood. And so I know that name. Like, I hear that name a lot. (laughs) Right. right. And that's why I just said he was a friend of mine, because I didn't want to go into Mm -hmm. it. But now I've had to go into it. You forced me. You were like, dude, he's my best friend, Aaron Schaefer. No, I did I not say you that. Brought him up. That's what you said. Yeah, that's what I said. You're like I introduced, I introduced him to Clint. It's not like we don't have it recorded. <laughs> we don't. That was before the show started. Or were you recording? Probably. <laughs> well, you could. I try not to miss anything. Make me look like a dick. Done. You also, you also told me that if Clint likes a band. That's cool, but if it's a band I like, you're not into it unless it's a band. Yeah, that that's likes. what I told you. Sensitive pants. Ugh. <laughs> I was like, remember I was telling you about that band, and you're like, no. I said I think Clint likes them. Oh yeah, they're great. They're really good. That's that's how that conversation went. So Tom Petty, Wildflowers. <laughs> One of my favorite songwriters being sung by one of my favorite songwriters. Should we just go ahead and listen to some of this? Yes. And what I actually did here was, uh, for both these songs, just for some context for people, we will start Wildflowers with the Tom Petty Wildflowers, and then it will kind of morph into the uh, Eddie Wildflowers version. So that's what you're going to be hearing. So here's Wildflowers. Kill off the hours You belong 
about too is that Eddie's singing this song it sound you know sometimes Eddie covers stuff and if you didn't know the original you could almost mistake it you'd be like oh that kind of sounds like that could be an Eddie Vedder song but this one does not sound like that at all and I like that mm-hmm. you know right. I like that it's a little bit out of his um, not comfort zone but just they're not similar in uh, aesthetic ways you know what I mean? I think the right. spirit from where they come from when they write and stuff is might be very similar, but um, I don't know. It's just an interesting take, interesting way to listen to it. Well, it goes back to too what we've we've talked about in the past with Eddie, um, is that most of the songs he writes are just like a like a simple riff, you know. Mm, I don't know if I agree with that. What do you mean? No, like not for you or you know, rearview mirror. It's just kind of like the same kind of simple riff that just yeah. kind of repeats Yeah, no, he does itself. stuff like that for sure. And I'm saying like Wildflowers is, is pretty much like that. Yeah, no, I get what you mean. Yeah, yeah, it kind of re- repeats. It's very simple, repetitive mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's a very good point. I don't know, man. I I just love, too, how automatically when you hear it go from Tom's voice to Ed's voice... There's just something naturally melancholic about Ed's voice just when he sings. Mm-hmm. Like, he doesn't have to... I don't know how to describe it. There's something a little bit lighter about the way for, you know, in this example, that Tom sings the song. And, and But Eddie's not trying to be... He doesn't sound like he's trying to be overly emotive or dramatic or about anything it's just the natural kind of quality of his voice uh evokes invokes those kind of feelings um no matter what the words are you know yeah totally god that was perfect timing (laughs) i love it starlin is a big tom petty fan i can tell uh Uh, but i mean i just i love this song i love these lyrics they kind of like um, I don't know. I think of my kids, you know, especially like my daughter. Like, just you belong somewhere 
where you feel free, far away from trouble and worry. You know, it's like those lyrics are are so like, you know, sweet. If you love somebody. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love it. Uh, let's see here. Let's go ahead and listen to um, Keep Me In Your Heart. How about that? Mm-hmm. Shadows are falling and I'm running out of breath Keep me in your heart for a while If I leave you it doesn't mean I love you any less Keep me in your heart for a while When you get up in the morning and you see that crazy sun Keep me in your heart for a while there's a train leaving nightly called when all is said and done Keep me in your heart for a while Sha la 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 Keep me in your heart for a while Sha Storm, keep me in your heart, girls. <laughs> Sometimes, when you're doing simple things around the house, maybe you'll think of me and smile. You know, I'm tied to you like the buttons on your blouse. Keep me in your heart. It's a great bridge, mm -hmm. which kind of ties back into our ongoing conversation over all these episodes about Pearl Jam's bridges. Yeah. Which theirs are great for a different reason, but that's a good example of a really good bridge. In your heart for a while. And, I mean, it says something about the songwriter when they can write something that simple, but that gets repeated so many times but you don't it feels natural it doesn't feel forced right. you don't feel like oh my yeah. god okay I get it <laughs> you know yeah G.E. Smith in the Saturday Night Band. <laughs> There's my 90s reference. Yeah, no, did, I don't think we ever, I think we got into the, the stupid joke I try to make about, this is uh, Paul Schaefer and the Late Night Band is playing with Eddie. Right. On, on this track. Yeah, in case we didn't cover that earlier. <laughs> 
No, but this is another super sweet, the lyrics. You know, this is a man that knows he's dying. Right. And he's writing this song about, you know, when I'm gone, think about me, you know? Yeah, what a... Uh I hate using language like this, but it's the only thing I can I can think of. Like, what a what a for what a powerful gift to be able to give before you go. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And he wrote a lot of songs, but you know, that seems like this one's like an important one. You know. Hmm. It's even better. I think that it also came from the end of his career. It's not some. Uh, some song that he wrote in the seventies that he right. hadn't really written anything good since then. So we just go back to the old stuff. Right. Like it's right. something now, that was brand new. Knowing. You know? Yeah. Knowing that this is what he had in mind when he wrote it and recorded it gives it so much more weight for sure. And it's the final song on this album. Right. Man, I might have to dig that album back out. <laughs> I think I listened to it, you know, in Oh three or whenever it was, yeah. For like a out. week, and then I don't know if I've ever listened to it again, to be honest with you. But, yeah, I love, I just, I love hearing Eddie's, I don't know, take on these other songs. And I don't know, I guess because we've been able to kind of experience the whole progression of Pearl Jam as a band, but also the members of the band and how they've each grown and just how... You know, at the beginning, in my mind anyway, the covers were things like Sonic Reducer, you know? Right. It, was, it was them trying yeah. to to almost kind of like prove this kind of uh, punk ethos cred that they still had, even though yeah, they were getting totally. bigger. And now you, you get down to Gigaton just coming out and, you know, them releasing these as, as Christmas singles and stuff and how how kind of honed in Eddie seems to be in the way he compl- uh, contemplates things. Like his, the way in which he contemplates has kind of been, I feel like refined, if that makes any sense. If you look back over the span of his songwriting career, including, you know, solo stuff and ukulele stuff and, and whatever, it's just, and it's so much lighter. There's so much less tension and I never thought that I would like an Eddie Vedder without the the tension that was there at the beginning that made me fall in love with them. You know what I mean? But to kind yeah. of like grow with them in that way. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. It's cool. I love hearing stuff like this, man. Totally. Well, that's like I've always said I'm not like the biggest Eddie Vedder solo career fan, you know? Right. But his live shows are awesome oh, because dude. he does – he does a bunch of, you know, covers that everyone, songs that everyone loves, sure. you know? Well, and one of the things that I've been thinking about in terms of Gigaton as well and the type of songwriting that's on there, whether it's the obvious stuff that, or the stuff that's obvious that Eddie wrote, whether it's a band song, whatever, is that timing is such a, are you gone again? No, I'm right here. Uh, something uh, something's going on. You sound like a you sound like Terminator. COVID, you want to live? Oh, we're down. Stop connection quality. 
I don't know, man. Just keep talking like a robot. That's all I give a shit about. <laughs> if I talk normal, it sounds like a robot. Yeah, I'll play. It. I'm recording like I'm it right now. I'll play it back for for you. When I talk, I swear to God, I'm gonna make a song out of it. <laughs> you belong among flowers. You belong. Okay, so here's the deal. Let's take let's take a ten minute break if you can hear me, and I'm gonna reboot the computer and the modem and all that shit, and then we'll get back on. All right. God, I don't, where the fuck were we? I don't even give a shit about what I was about to say anymore. <laughs> Something about Gigaton. Fuck you. I love it. You should just put this for 30 seconds. Like, fade out what you were saying, then put this in, and then we'll just come back and be like, all right, sorry about that. We got mixed up. Oh, I'll find a good way to handle it. Don't you worry. <laughs> Did the presence mic pick that up? Yeah. Oh, I get everything. Ooh, man. So to I don't even honest, remember what I was going to say. That was, that was a stinker. Gross, dude. <laughs> I don't know. You, you were talking about Gigaton. You were going to yeah, make some It doesn't point matter about anymore. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, all right. Well. <laughs> I mean... Nothing like technology to really throw you off your throw yeah. you off your game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, listen to me bitching about something that's amazing, and it doesn't work for a couple <laughs> right. minutes, and I'm like, ah, yeah. fuck technology. What's that? I think it's um, who's that comedian that got canceled for jerking off Louis C.K. Other- yeah, I think I think it's him. It might be Bill Burr, but one of them, I think it's Louis C.K. has a bit about like. Being in an airplane. Oh yeah, that's Louis C.K. Oh, not work. That's so good. <laughs> it's so it's so perfect. Yeah, because your phone won't load, and you're flying in a fucking airplane. Well, so here's the deal. You just went robot again, and we've oh, had storms around here, so I don't yeah. think this internet problem is going to clear up. So, I mean, if you want to just, we should probably just get out of here. And apologize. To, yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's fine. I'm so sorry the way the show my, I ended. I hope my voice. Yeah. That's fine. I hope my voice sounds robotic at the end. I'm gonna make a that song out of it. That would be kind of cool. All right. Well, let's wrap it up. Thanks for listening <laughs> <laughs> to that. Uh, I mean, thanks for listening. Um, we'll be back next week as usual, <laughs> hopefully without all the technical difficulties. Uh, are you going to drop in something explaining what just happened? <laughs> yeah. They're going to okay. hear a lot of what just happened. Oh, okay. Good. Okay. Good. So let's just, let's, well, let's just, just get out of here. Let's just get out of here. Goodbye, robot Brad Blazik. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Until next week, I'm Brad Lyons. And I'm Brad Blazek saying, I have seen no other who compares with you. Mm. That's what I think about you every day. Thanks for listening. We love you all.
Delete, delete episode, <laughs> delete episode.